0: Hi there, and welcome to the When's My Time podcast. I'm Ozzy Eyre, founder of whensmytime.com. Uh, you'll notice if you're a regular listener that uh, this one's a little different. There's no music this morning. And it's the first episode I've recorded in several months, and it could well be the last for several months more. I'm recording this at the request of a friend of mine, Shanda Kay, who has an excellent podcast, Simply Make It Count, which really you should check out. Simply Make It Count by uh, Shanda K. So it's out there on iTunes, so go and look for that. But the reason I'm recording that is there's been a pretty big change here in my life. And um, I know if you're a regular listener, you will have heard me uh, record several of these when I've been out walking with my little dog Jack. And sadly, Jack is no longer with us. What you're about to hear is me reading a Facebook post that I wrote last Monday. So today is the 25th, Tuesday, the 25th of September uh, 2018. And it is a beautiful, crisp autumn morning here and um the beauty of the day doesn't sit with my mood i'll be perfectly honest so sorry if this is something of a downer but shanda persuaded me that i should record this now the post itself that you're about to hear i put up the day after jack's death and it was really i was really writing it more to help myself than anyone else but it's been shared more widely and received more comments in the various places it's shared than anything I've ever written before or posted before on Facebook uh, in the eight or nine years that I've been on that platform. And the overwhelming feeling that I got back from that is it helped an awful lot of people. Made a lot of people cry too, so I'll warn you of that. But as a tribute to Jack, and a thank you to Shanda for pushing me to do this, here it is. So. That's it then. It's not yet 10 o'clock on Monday morning as I sit down to write this, and the day I planned for myself, the day I needed, is already over. It will be much later by the time you read this, as I intend to stretch things out to help me avoid a new reality I don't yet feel ready to deal with my days in a silent house. To be honest, right now I'm not even sure I'm going to publish this. If you're reading it, you know which side I came down on. Yesterday was tough. Anyone who saw my post here on Facebook will know that we lost our dog, Jack, my constant companion for over 11 years, at around 6am. I work at home. I'm always here. And so is, was, Jack. As with any death, there were things that needed to be done, arrangements that needed to be arranged, but it was Sunday and unless it was an emergency, places were closed. And Jack is beyond emergencies now. All I could do then was to wrap Jack in one of his blankets and lay him in his basket, which I'd carried into my studio, and wait for Monday. The hours of the day seemed to hang around for longer than strictly necessary, We'd contacted our sons earlier in the week to let them know that Jack's seizures were getting more frequent. He was to start antiseizure meds that would treat the symptoms in order to give him a better quality of life, but which would do nothing to treat the cause. As they were pretty heavy duty drugs, though, they had to be ordered, and the earliest we could get them was Friday. While we and the vet were hopeful they would improve things for Jack, we suggested the boys might want to come to lunch on Sunday the tacit implication being you may want to drop by and spend some time with Jack and prepare yourself for a goodbye. That had all changed now. We knew that neither of them is an early riser at weekends, so we had a few hours to fill, not wanting to change the complexion of their day before we had to. Around mid-morning, Carol decided we should call, and their day was shattered. An hour or so later, they arrived a 27-year-old and a 33-year-old, both sobbing their hearts out. I looked at them and wished I could take their pain from them. After they'd been to see Jack and spend time alone with him, we sat around together, trying to talk. It wasn't easy, and just like when we lose a human family member, we could feel the conversation was soon going to devolve into cliché and platitudes. In desperation, I told Carol and the boys I didn't want to have to think and asked if they minded me switching on the TV and switching off my thoughts. It was clear they felt the same, and eagerly agreed. And so, for the next three hours or so, we sat and watched coverage of the Singapore Grand Prix. A sport in which my sons have zero interest, and I pretend to have around seven times more knowledge than I actually possess. We spoke about the race, the cars, the drivers, the circuit, the engineering teams anything at all, just to stop us having to think again about the horrible truth that Jack is gone. I was twitchy, knowing there was admin that needed addressing. The pet insurance people, the forms from the vet, the crematorium to arrange. All things that ordinarily I would put off and put off, but which now I looked on as a wonderful diversion. Although they were to do with Jack's death, they were not in themselves the awful reality of Jack's death. They were busy work, work to keep my mind off that truth, work to be cherished. Just get through Sunday and I could spend Monday dealing with it. So we ate the wonderful lunch Carol had prepared, a lunch none of us wanted, and watched TV while we ate, something we rarely do, and tried to make it last as long as we could. Eventually, I gave the boys the cue that, while they were more than welcome to stay, they shouldn't feel obliged to, as they probably had things they needed to do. They both confessed the only thing they needed to do was to get on the outside of a drink. They went and said their last tearful goodbyes to Jack, and, having taken a few minutes to compose themselves, drove home. That left Carol and me to spend the evening watching more banal TV and filling more tissues with tears until bedtime. For me, it was the first night I'd slept in my own bed for many weeks, as, during the latter stages of Jack's illness, I'd slept downstairs on the sofa so I could be with him. I had hardly slept on Friday night, maybe a couple of hours at most, and not at all on Saturday, and so was pretty exhausted. Sleep came quickly. I think it was dreamless sleep too. It wasn't until Carol went to the bathroom in the early hours that that changed. When she got back into the bed, she tugged at the duvet and I awoke thinking it was Jack, and then knew it wasn't. I lay awake, waiting for the lightening of the sky through the blinds, and for the time I could begin to bury myself in that blessed admin. Slowly, dragging its heels, 8am came around, and I could begin phoning. When did people decide it was time to get so bloody efficient? Did I miss a memo? By 8.05, the insurance was dealt with. At least this particular step. More needs to be done after the cremation. I then had another 25 minutes until I could call the vet. I wanted to make sure Jack was clean, so I went and unwrapped his blanket. He was fine, so nothing to be done there to fill a few minutes. Jack was something of a collector. He would take things and bury them like treasure in his basket. I decided I'd better check before I took him anywhere in it, so I gently lifted him out and placed him on a folded towel. And took the cushion out of his basket. Below it was Jack's last surprise for me. I have no idea when he took it, but beneath his cushion was a family photo I'd taken several years ago of all five of us, with Jack front and centre. Now, I understand the reality is that Jack most probably had no idea of its significance. I'm not sure a dog could even resolve the image on a photo, let alone recognise the image of a person or himself, but it was another trigger for the tears to flow. I wrapped Jack in his blanket again, this time with the photo in with him. It was now time to phone the vet. More efficiency. Incredibly caring, but efficiency nonetheless. Don't these people understand? I'm trying to eke this stuff out. I was to take Jack around and they would sort everything for me regarding the certificate I needed for the insurance. They'd even sought the cremation for us, robbing me of at least one more phone call and maybe a drive out somewhere. So I carried Jack in his basket out to the car and, as he left the house for the last time, I comforted myself that I was taking him to his absolute favourite place. He would always try to drag me into the vet whenever we were walking along the village high street. He loved it so much. Given a straight choice between visiting the park and visiting the vet, the vet would win every time. I'd asked when I phoned about how best to get Jack to them, as I didn't want to carry him into reception and upset anyone waiting there. They explained I should leave Jack in the car and go in myself to let them know we'd arrived, and a nurse would go and collect him and take him in through the side entrance. So that's what I did. Well, almost. I said I wanted to carry him on this last part of his journey. The nurse understood and led me in through the side door, where I set Jack in his basket down on an operating table. The nurse asked me several questions and listened patiently to my halting answers and explanations. She told me how they could arrange everything and went off to get the details. When she came back, she looked at me and simply asked, Do you want a hug? I did, badly. I hung on tight and sobbed. A couple of minutes later, we went through more details and then it was time for me to leave. She asked me if I wanted to kiss Jack goodbye. I pulled back the blanket, gave Jack one last tickle behind the ear, kissed the top of his head, and left. It was still only 9.15. I couldn't face coming straight back to an empty house, so I drove around for a while, but knew I could not do that forever. So, stilled myself and headed home. And that's where I am now, writing this in an effort to work through some stuff I have to get through. If you've read this far, frankly, I'm amazed, flattered and grateful. It also means I decided to publish. There are no doubt some who will read this and think, but he was just a dog. To those people, I would say, he was a dog, most definitely, but there was no just about Jack. Moreover, he was our Jack. I understand that many people are suffering worse losses right now than we have suffered this weekend. Unimaginable losses. How anyone comes to terms with the loss of a child, as my own sister and brother-in-law have had to do, is beyond me and it's my dearest hope I never have to find out. So I'm well aware there are greater losses than losing a dog. But those who have suffered greater losses have to suffer their pain, as I have to suffer my pain at losing Jack. I cannot suffer their pain for them, just as no one can suffer my pain for me. Right now, I I can't believe there is a time when this will not hurt as much as it does now. But on an intellectual level, I know that time will come. There are no shortcuts though to that time. We have to go through the pain to get there. I'd also say I believe the pain is in direct proportion to the love given and received. The more love, the more pain there is in its loss. It may be directly proportional, but it's not equal though. When I ask myself whether the pain I feel right now is worth it, The answer can only be, yes, a thousand times yes. Crushing as it is, this pain is light as a feather when measured against the love our family had for Jack and the love he, in return, gave back to us. So, yes, I would take it again and again and again if it meant we could have that back. All the time I've been writing this, I've heard little noises coming through the open door to the garden. And each time I'd thought it was Jack and expected to hear the click of his claws as he padded in across the hard floor. I don't know how long it will be before I stop doing that, if indeed I ever will. Now, if I could just find a commercial use for tears, my money worries would be over. I seem to have discovered an infinite supply. Okay, so here I am back live, as it were. If you've listened all the way, thank you. I hope if you've gone through something similar, it helps. Or I hope if you're about to face something similar, it helps. I wish I hadn't had to write it, of course, but it's something that we have to accept when we have pets and we give them our love that one day we'll feel the pain of the loss of that love. And so uh, if it's helped you, well, it's served its purpose. And I'm grateful to you for listening. Thank you so much. I don't know when or if I'll be recording again on this platform. This could well be, although I'm not making any sort of dramatic announcement here, it could well be the last of these podcasts. Uh, just in case it is, I will say one last thank you and goodbye. I've been Aussie Air, founder of whensmytime.com. And I can tell you, your time is now.